Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Opposites React. It is June 24, 2020, and this is episode 22. I am Sarah, and I'm here with my husband, Tyler. How's it going? Great, thank you. Uh, what do you got in the docket for us today? Well, to be honest, I had a... I did have sort of a specific plan for today, but I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to say that for another podcast, because I've had a couple of nights this week of like some restless sleep, and it has more to do with just the whole concept of too much stuff to do. You know what I mean? Like, like uh, you feel you have, have like, so much have like, to do? I have like choice paralysis. Oh, I know that feeling very well. And, you know, you and I have obviously, we've heard of the term backlog for many years. Yes. <laughs> um, I dug myself a deep hole. But it's not even just related to video games, but any kind of media mm-hmm. that comes in movies and TV shows and all. There's just so much entertainment do you have FOMO? to. Do I have what's right? FOMO. What does that stand for? Fear of missing out. Not necessarily, because I I I don't have a problem. I'm like most people, I have no problem like reading things online. Like I can read spoilers and synopses for you things. You read all and... of the Last of Us two plot, and now you want to play it. Yes. <laughs> well, I just wanted to confirm. From what I knew of the early leaks to be true or not true. I'm not going to get into that today, obviously. Don't, don't worry. No spoilers here, guys. But yeah, so I just, I don't know. It was like, what brought it on? So over the course of this whole series so far, pretty much every episode, I think we've talked, we've briefly talked about the same games that we've always played. Mm-hmm. I'm always playing Apex Legends or MLB 20, the show. Occasionally, maybe some Call of Duty, uh, War, uh, Warzone, more recently in the last few weeks. Uh, and for you, it's, uh, well, it started out with like Persona and, um, pick cross and stuff and now it's mostly just animal crossing for you literally just yeah. animal crossing but it's just I don't, I don't know what it was like i and it's not that i don't enjoy playing those games obviously but i do that's why we play them I mean, i've been playing apex for over a year now a year and two months something like that it's been out two it's years three months 5th, so yeah, you call it a year almost a year and four months um you know and, and, and baseball like i said that's always been a i mean i've a played, played i've you. played baseball every year going back to like 20 14 i think on 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 ps3 or ps4 i should say on either sony system but yeah so it's just uh, but like we well you as you and i both know we have a pretty big physical library of games and even probably even bigger digital library nowadays yeah (laughs) and that's what you need the backloggery for or whatever whatever other sites you use to track your no just one now i get more choice paralysis if i look at how long things are so (laughs) and so yeah it's just it's hard to Peel yourself away from those games, those staples that you play every day. Even though I want to play many other games, like I like look at my PS4 wall sometimes, and I'm like, man, I'd love to go back and play like God of War. From, mm, you never it? finished it. No, I didn't get that far to really play that or play like. Uh, I mean, I always got kind of I, I dabbled a bit in the new Assassin's Creed games, like Origins and Odyssey. Mm. I know you like them a lot. I love them. Uh, didn't finish it though. Even stuff, even going back to stuff like Far Cry Five or mm, Watch yeah. Dogs Two. Mm-hmm. You see, you want yeah. to go back to Ubisoft is what you're saying. <laughs> they have that formula that hooks you in, right? Yeah. But yeah, that, that's the thing, though, right? It's all that carrot on a stick thing. And that's mm-hmm. the thing that gets me with Apex and MLB is there's always those XP bars, the level ups, the, the, the cards Well, they have the dailies, the, the weeklies. Right. And if you miss out on them, you feel bad. Mm-hmm. It's like me and Animal Crossing. I have not missed a day yet. Yeah. And if I miss a day, I would feel like it's the end of the world. But then the day after, I'd be like, oh, well. Like, it's funny. I was so happy last night. I played Apex for probably a solid three or so hours last night. And I was so happy with myself because I went up, like, six battle pass levels last night. Mm. So, in my head, I'm thinking, like, oh, this is great because now I can, like, afford to take a day off and not fall behind. <laughs> you know what job. I mean? Right. So, it's and, – and same with baseball, too, right? Like, it's uh, – my, my job – every week when they put out a new program, 
like, like whether it's like a player program or like, like I told you when we were out on a walk today, I'm looking forward to tomorrow night. They are dropping the new fifth inning program, right? which, which will obviously give you something else to work towards for the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. And they're dropping some, dropping some new 99 cards. Yeah, but it's just so it's, it's always that kind of stuff. So then, like I said, I, I play games for maybe three, four hours a night if I'm lucky. And uh, but then I'm thinking to myself, okay, now I have no time for watch netflix or to watch shows on amazon or anything else i want to get to i'm just like you need like a roulette system seriously i would not mind any kind of randomized system to just point me in a direction and say this is what you're going to do today it's just hard like even when you like it's it's like when i pick a game off bagelagery fortune cookie sure it picks me a game but oh i don't want to play it right now okay i'm gonna pick another one (laughs) and then you get you go back to your comfort zone you're like playing the apex and mlb and the animal crossing because it's just comfortable you know it'll pass the time it's easy. Like as you and I can both attest over the years, we, we, you get really into a game, but then if you drop it for any period of time, if, once you drop something for like a week, two weeks, it just gets harder and harder to go back to it. Oh yeah. And then you get back to it, and then in some Restart. cases, like, like for, for yeah, well, it depends on the, the the time cost fallacy, right? Like for me, it's okay if I'm two or three hours into a game, I got no problem restarting it. If I'm like 10, 12 hours in, I'm like, oh, I really don't. I, I'm just gonna like go back to the options, refresh the controls in my mind, maybe look at a couple of tutorials. Like, going back to something like, like, again, even though I was probably only like five or six hours into it, I cannot imagine this one going back to where I left off in Red Dead 2. I would have yeah, to start over. For sure. I just can't remember the systems. Uh, but you got to refresh the story too, though. A game right. only makes such a great impact if you have experienced the whole story through. I can't yeah. imagine being choppy. That's why I like, I remember like back in the PS. PS, mostly in the PS3 gen, I would say, not so much PS4. But I remember a lot in the PS3 gen. I would just sort of like binge those six to seven hour FPS shooters, whether it was Call of Duty campaigns or Crisis or something like that. I could probably binge them in like one or two sittings, mm-hmm. just because I knew that guys had to get through the story. That's the only way I'm going to get through this stuff in like one one or two sittings. And then, like, it's like there's certain games also you can go back to. Like I said, I mean, I, I could potentially I could drop baseball for a week and still go back to. It. That's not a problem. I feel that way with racing games too. Like I can always boot up. I can always boot up Forza Horizon Four right now, just where I left off. Well, same with Picross. Like, I can drop yeah. Picross and pick it. Like there are those games that are just easy, to, so right. easy to come back to. They're comfort food. So like you said, it's the last couple. Of, how did it start with like? Cause, was it the Saturday of the wasting what? time? No, no, no. I think I was, I was gonna go on a tangent about how like I why all of a sudden am I like obsessed with Last of Us Two? Like it's all I can oh, think yes. about. Oh yes, you called me about it today, and I panic that you need it and. Because like I, because well, like I said, a few days ago, I read the the full plot online, uh, and I'm like, okay, so that confirms some things I did or didn't know about the leaks, and cleared up some other. I, it basically, the way the plot is presented online, I'm thinking to myself, okay, like in my head, I can obviously visualize most of it, and I'm I'm I like where it goes in some places, in other places, I'm curious. Because mm-hmm. obviously, the plot, the synopsis online is only a few paragraphs. I'm not gonna give you all the details for a 20 hour game, so you kind of get the bare bones idea, but. Yeah, enough for me to say, okay, I'm in on this now. Because, I mean, I be, like the first one, the first Last of Us game is probably one of my favorite games of last gen. Um, it, from a narrative standpoint, it's... And I'm, and I'm going to replay it again soon. I want to play Last of Us Remastered again. And I'm going to play... I never played Last of Us DLC. They're left behind, I think it was called. Yep. I'm going to play those together before I play Last of Us 2. Just to kind of refresh my... Even though I'm pretty sure... Like, I remember Last of Us story pretty well. I think I've probably been in that game two or three times. And I can remember the story pretty... Like I said, pretty good. But it's it just do want to refresh it again in my mind and uh because it seems like to me watching some short short youtube videos online like quick looks and stuff on last of us 2 it seems like the gameplay systems themselves are pretty similar i mean the, the characters move the same the action con- the combat's still the same same inventory system and crafting i system? believe so i haven't gone too deep in that stuff um but to me it looks pretty similar on the surface um 
I know, like, graphically, our base's Last of Us 2 yes. is, like, you know, gonna probably, blow, gonna probably gonna blow up your PS4 yeah. Pro, but... Yeah, you hear that gen de- jet engine. Yeah. But, again, like, the, 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 the technological, the talent behind the scenes, like, the, the mocap and, and the, mm. the voice acting, obviously, it all seems amazing still, just like the first one was. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, although it's... Yeah, I could probably do a whole podcast on just what I think of Last of Us 2 right now, because, I mean, go, going on, trying to go on Last of Us 2 Reddit right now is a cesspool. Everybody is just hating on that game nonstop, hating on the plot, the twists, anything to do with the, the new character they introduced, the Abby character. Right. Like, it seems like Naughty Dog, from what I can tell so far, again, this is not first hand because I haven't played it yet, but just from what I've read and seen online, it seems like Naughty Dog took a lot of risks with this game. They didn't need to. They could have easily made a very standardized sequel. Put Joel and Ellie in it. Exactly. And sold, sold millions. And I think the game still will sell very well, even with sure. the whole little controversy leaks beforehand. Mm-hmm. But. To me, it looks like they did take a lot of narrative risks, and I can appreciate that from a creative standpoint because not a lot of other studios would have the guts to do that. Um, and yeah, like I said, the the ending, the whole second half of this game seems very divisive to a lot of people that I've read online. Um, but I'm intrigued to try it out and form my own opinion. So yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, so. But are you gonna get it? Yes, I am going to get it eventually. I told you that. But uh, I, I know. Yeah, there's no. I'm not in any rush to get it right okay. now, so it's just going to sit there unopened or undownload, uninstalled. But and I can't then... see playing Last of Us one anytime soon either. <sighs> I was joking with you today. Ever since MLB came out, you've started Mass Effect one, you started Assassin's Creed three, mm-hmm. and then you bought the Ezio collection after the. Oh my gosh, what is the name? The new Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Valhalla I did it right. Yep. Okay. And after that, you bought the Ezio collection for PS4. Still unopened. You never went back to Mass Effect 1. You never went back to Assassin's Creed 3. I can't see you playing Last of Us 1 anytime soon. Well, the thing with Last of Us Remastered, though, is... Like I mentioned in the other games, I, I could probably beat that in two or three settings. You can do that with Mass Effect 1 also. Yeah, but that, that's not a kind of game I don't think you really want to rush through. Mass Effect 1 is... Uh, you want to rush through Last of Us 1? Well, not rush through, but I just mean, like, I don't... There's not a lot of overall exploration in Last of Us 1. The game is very linear. You have a few places you can explore, but... I'm not gonna. I, I would. I would probably play it on a, on a, like a easier medium difficulty. I'm not trying to play on like grounded or anything right. like that. Anything stressful. Is that what their name is? I think grounded. the highest difficulty they call it is grounded. That's okay. where you have like um, super limited ammo and like almost no heals. Like you have to play like super stealthy or. Uh, yeah. It's okay. Pretty tough. I'm not in for that. I'm never in. I'm never in for the naughty dog high difficulties. That goes for the Uncharted games too. I don't want to play on like crushing or any of that stuff. If the bosses Just... weren't so bad, at the end would be a little more tolerable, but. So yeah, going back, going after this last tangent for a bit, going back to what I discussed about, just where do we go from here in terms of trying to in, trying to not absorb, what's what we're looking for here to enjoy some different media <laughs> that we don't <laughs> normally. I mean, we we've always since you and I have been together, we've always had this going back to the PS3 360 gens. We always had this thing where we would always buy a bunch of used games or buy games brand new even for full price and just now you know, they make remakes out of all of them yeah exactly <laughs> uh but yeah it's just you have a backlog of never ending backlog of games and you feel bad for missing out on some of these awesome experiences or not or even not that you feel pressure to enjoy the experiences in the moment so you can be part of that wave that's of, why i buy so many games brand new mm-hmm. it's like oh yeah i'm so excited for this game i've been looking forward to it. i've watched the media i watched the announcement trailer i was there for everything and i bought it and I never play them. I have so many games. I was so excited for Trials of Mana. 
haven't opened it. I think, again, that's also for me one of the reasons why I'm still so hard on in on Apex is because I was on Apex day one when it came out. Yeah. Like, I literally saw the tweet that day. Because I think they just, like, recently kind of, like, stealth dropped it. Like, that day yeah, they were just like, like, hey, this thing's out, free to play. Thing, but it was, right. like, it's a good release. So kind I of got in thing. right, I got in around the ground floor, and I was just, like, from day one, I was, like, that first couple months that came out, I was probably playing Apex nonstop every yeah. day. And then I still do play a few hours every day almost, but, um, yeah, but for me, it's more just, like, at this point, like, I'm... Because I was, I was late to the party on, like, PUBG and Fortnite and all those other stuff, so I didn't really feel like I was part of it even when I was playing it because I didn't understand the mechanics and all the other weird cosmetic stuff that was going on. Everybody else was, like, battle passes ahead of me, and yeah. I'm like, with Apex, well, I've always been up to date on the content, so I feel... It's the same with Animal Crossing, though. Like, I have... we ha- have to, Well, you haven't done the new one, but me. I have done all the events. I have all the furniture from all the events, so I have not missed out on anything. And I, and I was in day one, and I don't want to miss out now. So I keep going on to make sure I get all those items because I don't want to miss something and have to wait a year and not be like everybody else that has everything. And it's it's a it's tough because it's not even that like fun anymore. (laughs) I hate doing the wedding stuff so much. It's another aspect, too, I think, where I guess it depends on the type of game or platform it's on. But for me, it's it's. It's easier to procrastinate on watching movies and series and stuff like that as opposed to video games. I feel like with video games, a lot of it's the technological aspect. Like if you like if you had just played GTA five today for the first time, mm. you still think it's an awesome game. But it wouldn't have the same impact if you played it like four or five years ago or whenever it came out. I don't remember how many years ago it was. Dude, that was the year Luke was born. So, so six, six years. years. Yeah, exactly. Almost seven now. So Yeah, like you know, I, I could watch. I, if I watched a movie today that came out in 2011, I'd think, okay, it's still, like I can still enjoy. You probably have read the plot five times yeah. by that point. <laughs> but I don't know. It's just like you, with games, you almost feel more. Again, it depends because like if you're talking about Nintendo games, Nintendo has that sort of their their aesthetic. Their aesthetic, age. exactly. Like you could play a Paper, Paper Mario, Mario or, ah, or a Pokemon game, and oh yeah, but, well Paper Mario for sure. Like or um, Wind Waker kind of imagery, like that lasts. And that's right. what Nintendo is known for, but so, like for Last of Us, it you will probably go back to it and be like, oh. So I, I like your idea that you kind of proposed earlier about having some sort of a roulette system or uh, some kind of randomized system we can use to, I don't know, experience yeah, well, some more content. The randomized like, system is easy to make. It's the sticking to it that is the tough part. Do you have a reward system or do you just use self will to beat these things? It is that's the tough part. Like I know what works for me i know when i beat the most games and how i did it but i the toughest part is doing it after (laughs) a month and being like oh this is not rewarding anymore so and then you have to have rules for oh this game i played it for five hours i don't enjoy it anymore am i allowed to drop it or do i have to finish it if i drop it do i have to sell it or do i have to delete it from my system so i don't go back to it there's so many rules they have to make for yourself and then it becomes a chore and then (laughs) it's just a vicious cycle Interesting thing for me too, I think, compared to you. Well, I mean, you've you've definitely been not guilty of this, I would say, but you, you I'm more likely to rewatch or replay entertainment uh, over and over. Like, like I said, I, I there's many video games, like single player games, that I've probably beaten four or five times. And whereas there's other games I really want to get to, and I never get around to beating those games because I just you, have, you just you're so familiar with the stuff that you enjoy, and you always think I could go back and speed run through that, or clean up those achievements or trophies, mm-hmm. or play some DLC, you know that kind of stuff. Um, and again, the same, the, same, the same with movies too, right? There's lots of like new movies and series I should be watching, and every once in a while, I'm like I don't go back and rewatch this movie for like the tenth time. <laughs> I just I don't know. It's a it's a cycle that's hard to get out of, and because it's easy to procrastinate. I'm guilty of that in a lot of ways. 
And first the, step is admitting it. <laughs> <laughs> so they say, do you have a do you have a strategy in mind then? I haven't completely formulated it yet. It's an ongoing process. I've been thinking about it the last couple of days. I, I, hopefully by next week's podcast, I'll have something figured out to present. <laughs> we'll go from there. What date is uh, is next Wednesday, July 1st? Yeah, it is. Canada Day. Perfect. Because for me, I'm also sort of like my OCD is always like, I'm always like the start of the month is like a fresh, fresh start, start for me. Exactly. Yeah. So we'll say, yeah, July 1st, perfect time for our new podcast. We're going to try and get a new system in place here for july 1st oh we so i have to do yes it. you're involved in this too <laughs> yes it's a joint i effort. see okay I'll let you fall back well, I, we have to have a system then yes like, we have to have a, okay this is we, will, we thought. will we will have to i will have to break i'll, up, I'll break up, i'm gonna break out the paper i was gonna say it like yeah. you and me love keeping <laughs> charts and stuff so lists yes we love our lists so we can do this oh, so now that's out of the way <laughs> i'm gonna circle back to the beginning of this discussion as we usually do and i was gonna briefly talk about our staple games yeah <laughs> since there's a little bit of news to talk about for example uh apex just dropped a new event yesterday uh lost, oh, yeah, lost treasures me. event you saw the skins i showed you all the skins and yeah, uh, some of them are pretty good mirage gets a new heirloom i miss the quips the quips are my favorite part yeah but, but like, okay. but like I you said why there's not yeah um but yeah i i do enjoy i, I will say even if, the gun skins this time are pretty decent yeah i will say if the apex devs have been mostly working from home which i think is the case because when they've been doing dev streams recently you, they used to do them all together in like one the bedroom yeah they're doing them from their houses so yeah. if these apex devs are indeed mostly working from home as opposed to being in the office i'm very impressed with the content they're still putting out all the time like, with mlb man they're yeah. cranking that stuff out exactly so I mean, people have to understand that. I see a lot of people online, Twitter or Reddit or whatever, that are just so harsh in these companies right now. I think they need to understand this isn't business like usual. Like these guys are not going to probably in the studio 10, 12 hours a day like they usually are. And they work from home. A, it's a creative industry and creativity yeah. breeds with people together. Yes, yes. So when you're not together every day, it just, it's so hard to keep it up and they're doing such a good job of keeping it together. And I am quite impressed on what's going on. It's, it's interesting that you said that, that last part you just said about how creativity breeds and in gr- like groups. together yes so i thought so i was initially one of the things i was going to talk about on this podcast tonight i'm not going to get into the full spectrum of it now but i was going to talk about um like sort of naughty dog as a studio because i find them very interesting like how they came out how they began as a studio where they are now but i thought this is interesting so there's a section on their on naughty dog's wikipedia page it just talks about their, their development philosophy and it says here that they are known for their unique way of handling game development as the studio does not have a producer in any of their teams. Right. So it says the work culture at Naughty Dog is very different from many other studios. There's thus middle management. Um, the studio's lead effects artist said, quote, it comes with a lot of pros and cons, but I think it is definitely one of our biggest strengths. Looking around at the rest of the industry, this is something we do talk about quite a bit, that the companies are doing really innovative, cool things are all the ones that don't have the management, like the business side, directly injected into the company. Sony's put us in a fantastic situation where we don't have any producers, so we don't have any interactions with Sony corporate on the development. Mm. Naughty Dog has complete freedom in every aspect of game design. And it also means that Sony Computer Entertainment, their parent company, does not prevent the studio from any implementation of game elements. And that's why, like I said, the last of us, one and two, from what I've heard so far, two. So, like, there's a lot of Risks. very mature themes, like things a lot of other studios wouldn't bother touching on for fear of alienating a certain group. But, um, so like I said, so Naughty Dog, I guess they were, the studios originally formed back in 84. Uh, obviously, they weren't. They, they made some games in the 80s and 90s. They became mostly prom, mostly popular uh, back in, I think it was 96. Crash Bandicoot was their first oh, big PS1. Right. So they did the PS1 trilogy of Crash like Bandicoot. Crash. And then uh, 
But yeah, so they went on from Crash Bandicoot to the Jack and Daxter games. Yeah. And then, so basically every every um, generation. So PS1, they had Crash. PS2, they had the Jack games. Yeah. PS3 was Uncharted. Yes. Mostly Uncharted. And then obviously we'll Last of Us near the end of the PS3 cycle there. But, uh, and now, so essentially, and then like I said, on PS4, it's been the same thing. It's either been Uncharted or, or Last of Us. Those are their staple franchises now. For now, yeah. And, I mean... Like I said, you as much as you hate the Uncharted series, we've gone over before. I understand you don't like the gameplay, you don't like the. I don't feel I don't, anything when I play them. That's your problem because I disagree <laughs> with you on that. But you cannot disagree on the technical aspects of their production quality, like their the the, 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 cut, the cut scenes, the voice acting, the music, everything. Okay, is great. but I feel if the voice acting was good, I would feel something. How is it not good? So you're saying we hate Troy Baker and Nolan North? Two of them? No, I think they are fine. I think the writing is poor. Because I do not feel anything. You're like, oh, no, Elena. Oh, look, they have a kid. They're so happy now. And it's like, I don't care. I just don't care. Every the fact, the fact that care. you felt nothing in The Last of Us. Oh, man, The Last of Us. I'm like, oh, no, I shot the people that I shouldn't have shot. Oh, no. Okay, we're not talking about that. So I'm talking about even just like the beginning of the game or anything. Oh, I was like, oh, his wife died. Daughter. No, his wife. Daughter. Daughter. His daughter died. Jeez. See, that's much I didn't care. I didn't remember who died. Wow. It was boring. I'm not going to rant about it now. I just, I, know. I find no I enjoyment know. in those games whatsoever. Okay. And I've played all of them. I bought the Nathan Drake collection with my own money. I hated every moment of Wait, it. Wait, did you play, uh, did you play Lost Legacy? No, as well? I have not. Oh, I haven't played Chick Fest. I haven't played everyone. There you go. I'd probably be the best one. I think, and I'm pretty sure I've rated them before, but I do believe, I think four is the best. But I, I would put Lost Legacy ahead of one, two, or three, I think. Even well. though it's a shorter, it's a, it's a standalone thing, but it's almost like an expansion of four. Um, size for it with Chloe and Nadine, but um, yeah, Lost Legacy was really good. I thought I like Chloe. Is that her name? Yes. Yes, I like her. But other than that, I don't like them. But that's okay. They're not my style. I was actually surprised too when I looked at the voice cast for Last of Us Two. Obviously, it's you have some returning ones from the first game, like obviously Troy Baker's Joel, Ashley Johnson. Is it Johnson? I don't get that wrong. I'm pretty so. sure Ashley Johnson. Yeah, his name is Ellie. And then, uh, and the, I don't remember the guy's name, but uh, uh, Joel's brother is the same voice actor. He returns in Last of Us mm, Two as well, right. Tommy. Uh, but they have some obviously uh, new characters in this one. Part of the new factions or that are sided uh, against Joel, and uh, they actually got some decent like, not they have ho- the monies. Yeah, not like Hollywood A-list Hollywood actors, but like oh. actors' names I recognize, like. So they, they, it's a little bit of clout now. Is Abby these... somebody? Uh, well, Abby is Laura Bailey. I thought so. Yeah. I thought so. Yeah. She, 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 she's, she's a Naughty Dog staple since, well, since she's done, she's been Nadine in the last two Uncharted Nadine, games. Right. I know you know her from Final Fantasy 13. Off on a topic, tangent. Uh, anymore, I don't know anymore. Last was two. Um, production. There's production quality with Naughty Dog in general. It's, it's, I mean, I don't want to call it 1A, 1B. But like, I feel like Rockstar and Naughty Dog are on totally different levels when it comes to their production quality. Like, you look at stuff like GTA Five and Red Dead Two, compare them to Uncharted Four and Last of Us Two. If we're just looking at a snapshot of the most recent couple of games, well, they're of those very studios, different games. One's well, they are, the world. of course. I'm not, I'm not trying to compare the gameplay. I'm just saying, one's crude. <laughs> I'm just saying the craft work that goes into those games. I much, I think Rockstar does a better job. In terms they have of the finer details mixed like they have i don't yeah okay yes i'll definitely agree with you on that but you're kind of selling naughty dog short by saying they don't care but focus no, on I'm, not, I'm just saying that rockstar does it better i like the characters better even though they're bad characters i like them much better in rockstar games that's interesting i don't like like i like john marston i i beat the crap out of that game and i don't like westerns 
I don't like like Rockstar. I've never played a Rockstar game before that. I will give Rockstar that. I mean, like I said, I haven't beaten or even gotten probably more than 10 hours into Red Dead 2, but from what I've seen online, because again, I've obviously spoiled myself in Red Dead 2 as well, but from what I can tell, it seems like Arthur Morgan is probably one of the top protagonists of the of this gen. Yeah. He seems like a really good character. I think the writing is so good in those games. I'm quite interested. Okay, it's just my opinion, though. I like them better. Okay. I like watching you play those ones. Mm-hmm. I like hearing about them. I like the stories better. They're more intriguing to me. That's all. I like the real world. I don't like this this zombie whatever. It's funny, that, it's funny that earlier we mentioned like Ubisoft games. Like we talked about Assassin's Creed games, Far Cry games, Watch Dogs games. Ubisoft games have their gameplay model down to a T. I love they, it. They know how to. I love it. Yes. But I feel like Naughty Dog, I mean, sorry, Ubisoft compared to Naughty Dog or Rockstar, Naughty, Ubisoft, oh, Ubisoft doesn't have that sort of level it. of detail to the their production quality. No, they don't. Like, they have their formula. They yes. stick to it like a T and that is it. They mm-hmm. do not go they not go any deeper than that and but they know their audience and it sells except for breakpoint yeah <laughs> yeah breakpoint <laughs> um yeah I, I, don't, I don't know where i was going with this topic again i just uh production qualities and rockstar games yeah i know to, i don't like going in circles around this though but i just feel like <clears throat> yeah it, it it saddens me recently to see all the negative uh, attitude towards the last of us 2 again i haven't played it firsthand so for all i know my attitude could change when i finally sit down and play the whole game why but just rent it no, because I no, I feel like this is a, this is a case where I feel like I need to support that studio. I want to buy okay. the game. I, I would, understand I, that feel. I, I do that I a lot. I want to buy it full price, just so I can be like, "Naughty nah, dog, take my money. You deserve mm-hmm. it." Whether I hate your game or not, I will appreciate all the quality <laughs> you put into this. Um, buy it and the, and the so risk you can trade it back in then. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, I just uh, I don't know. I there's something about this recent generation of the way people treat video game companies nowadays compared to what I remember. Like, I'm sure people have always been mean to companies going back to the 90s. They've always had expectations. And mm. like when you're looking forward to a sequel or, or a launch game, it doesn't meet your expectations. But I just, the level of vitriol and, and, and meanness that I see online. It's the current culture. I know. And it just, I can't imagine being a game designer in this culture nowadays. It seems so depressing. Or, or an HR, like, PR manager. You put, you put your, all, in, you put your all into this stuff. And again, it's not saying everybody has to like your game, but like for people to just like, review bomb like mm, last yeah, was to a metacritic right. like okay that was users but still yeah and again it, it's all it's, it's, it's political stuff because people are have certain views and you know agree with the way the the gameplay the the style of of writing and characterization has gone to the game so it's a shame but <clears throat> i like i said i appreciate the fact that a company like that is willing to take those risks narratively and <clears throat> to uh to essentially alienate probably more than half their fan base from what I've read about the way this game ends and what it maybe sets up for the future of this franchise <clears throat> if there is going to be another um, iteration but yeah uh, I am really looking forward to playing it and uh, I will definitely report back on it in the future hopefully with good next news next year no not next year don't I guarantee you I will look at Last of Us 1 no You'll I guarantee you I will have Last of Us 2 beaten before the end of July End of July. Yes, that is my goal. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 That happened. Jeez. <laughs> How about you? How's uh, Persona Five going? Persona what? Uh, oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, seriously, when's the last time you played it? A month? Oh, Maybe longer than that. More than a month. <laughs> I haven't turned my PS4 on in more. Now than you're a month. obviously way too deep into that game to start over, though. You have to keep going. at where you're at. Like you're what, like over 40, 50 hours in. Maybe. You have to keep going. <laughs> I know. Yes, you do know. So you need to just get back on that horse and 
It's so even hard, just play though. the game. Even if you play it like what five six hours a week, just keep. Some. I just feel like I always have something that will interrupt me, and then I'll break the flow, and then I won't go back. So that keeps me from playing it, honestly. Like I don't have any. I I just can't get into it, like I used to. That's why I have so many games beaten in the 360 cycle and not in the PS4 and Xbox cycle because I just don't have the brain space to not be interrupted or like listen for the kid or have to get water for somebody or I don't know. Just There's always something the cat wants to let in the room. Okay, but that kind of game doesn't seem to me like a game that would be a problem with interruptions. Like It's not a super narrative-heavy cutscene type game, right? I mean... It's a very narrative-heavy game. Yeah, but I, I mean, what I, by that I mean is, like, you control the narrative. Like, whether it's... It's not like... Yeah, but there's so much reading. I know, I get reading that. is hard. <laughs> this takes me so much longer. I could beat this game in, like, half the time if I could read. I understand. So that really bothers me, and it slows me down so much. Like, just watching people play it and just... Even reading it out loud, they're faster than me. Ugh. So, yeah. When there's voice acting in a game, I appreciate it so much more. Like, that's why I love Fire Emblem um, Three Houses so much last year. Everything, even the tutorials were voice acted. That meant so much to me that I could play the game and listen to everything. I didn't have to read. It was by far my favorite game because of that. It's really impressive, too, from, from a Nintendo standpoint. That they, ah, yeah. Where I have to read every flipping thing in Animal Crossing. I just stopped. I don't care what you have to say. Apple. Like, it makes me wonder if I know what this has been discussed pretty much every time a new uh, game in the series comes out from the last decade or so. But it makes me wonder if Nintendo will ever finally have a, a Zelda that's like voice acted. Never. And oh. when I say voice acted, I don't mean just like a yeah, like a no, like I don't mean like I think in Breath of the Wild they actually yeah. had like a voiceover intro. Yeah. They would have like a narrator and stuff. I'm just talking about like actually having dialogue between Link or Zelda. Or, no. Too ingrained. Now. <laughs> What's silly is there's a game that was announced last week or a couple weeks ago. It's called Thirteen Sentinels. It's a, it's an Atlas game that's being translated for North America and Europe. But the game will release with Japanese and dubbed in English later. Why would I buy it right away <laughs> if I'm gonna have to read the whole darn thing? Like it just, it's just poopy. IMO. <clears throat> it's funny you just remind me of something. It's obviously off topic, but we might as well kind of wrap up the podcast with this here. I know I mentioned it to you the other day when I called you from work. Um, Interestingly enough, uh, I think starting tomorrow, uh, Netflix is dropping twenty-two Studio yeah, Ghibli Ghibli films. Really on... our time. And again, that comes back to this trying to find time to watch this stuff. But yeah, al- al- almost every almost every Studio Ghibli schedule. film uh, of the past like thirty years is going to be on Netflix now, uh, with a couple exceptions. Like I noticed they didn't have Grave Grave of the Fireflies on there, which is oh. a pretty prominent uh film in their history but um maybe just There's for rights somewhere there's some kind of reason why they don't have it but but pretty much everything else you could think on there and again i mean most of that library with the exception of maybe one miss they're all hits like they're all critically acclaimed uh award-winning for sure and like, great That's animated films for. right yeah so and i'm pretty sure most if not all of them are like english dubbed so like they're yeah i'm pretty sure you're right they all had I mean, a lot of them were like released over here in north america i'm pretty sure a lot of them had English voice cast and they actually most of them had like famous actors yeah too. I remember Ponyo had a couple famous people yeah but yes I'm excited we have to schedule those in yeah. I don't know I mean, thankfully not, not not a lot of those films are very long only a couple yeah. of them are actually over two hours some are even under Whoa. like an hour, some are even under an hour and a half so yeah uh, not not a particularly long time sink um, per viewing but 
yeah, we will. I already have a list of that on my computer at work, and we'll uh, work our way through that, whether we just go chronologically or however you want to do it. But mm, chronologically, interesting. It was start back in, I think, 84 was the first film they did. It was, um, oh, what's it called? Was it, uh, I'm trying to go off my memory here, so I might butcher this. It was called, like, Nausicaa of the Wind or something. That, that sounds familiar. Yeah. <clears throat> we'll find time. Yeah. Sure. Well, uh, on that note, uh, I think we're going to leave. We're going to wrap it up here. Um, like I said, next week, hopefully July 1st, new month, new podcast. You have to have a, a have, plan. Yes, we will have uh, hopefully an exciting plan. <laughs> <laughs> if you get excited about plans, <laughs> tune in next week. Yeah, maybe we can even formulate some kind of a system that can help you guys. If you, if you, if any of you have the same sort of dilemmas as us when it comes to your time management, feeling bogged down by backlogs and, and worried about missing out on, on lots of forms of media on that note hope everybody stays safe out there and have a great weekend and we will see you next week Bye. bye